Welcome to the Yoga Pants Podcast. I'm Sarah Ratliff. And I'm Nicole DeBoom. We're two successful female entrepreneurs who are running multiple businesses. We came together when I wanted to sell my business, Skirt Sports, and Sarah was ready to expand her Be Inspired Brands empire. That's right. I decided to combine the best women's fitness apparel in the world with my Zuma Women's Running Series. Today, I run multiple businesses, all geared toward inspiring and motivating active women to live their best lives. We come together weekly-ish to connect, share, and have candid conversations about what really matters to active women at all ages and stages. We're so glad you're here. Thanks for listening. Now enjoy the show. Hey, friends, we're back. And better than ever. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Nicole. And hi, everyone out there listening. How are you? Happy holidays. Happy holidays. D-A-Z-E. It's crazy right now. I have to tell you something funny. Um, On the Halloween for the past few years, I've dressed up as Santa. Did I tell you this? Thank you. Send me a picture. Yeah, like I have. But um, and what's funny is all the little kids walk up and they're like, oh, my gosh, it's Santa. And like some of the littlest ones come and sit in my lap and stuff and tell me what they uh-huh. want. And when they can't think of something, I'll go, how about a puppy? And then I like smile at the parents and they basically give me the finger. But um, yeah. what happens is it's October 31st. And when the moms see me, <laughs> Santa, they're basically like. It, the stress begins. They're like, oh, yeah. my God. Like, thanks a lot for the reminder. Like, right. it's Halloween today, but you know Christmas is tomorrow. Um, so I think it's really funny because people go nuts this time yep. of year. They and, do. Uh, and, you know, it's funny. Like, we have so many things that we want to talk about each time we can. I know. And it's this time of year is a really good time to talk about what happens when you're in your own world of craziness, going nuts with this big holiday that you want to be perfect for everybody around you, somehow a sense of loneliness often creeps in to the craziness, which almost seems to me like it doesn't quite make sense. Do you ever feel that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you're so busy doing that then I think sometimes you don't it, two things, right? So you, it's it's harder to connect because you're so busy doing, right? Um, but then also, I think you're watching all these people get together, and it feels like everyone has, you know, a better family than you, or or more, you know, holiday traditions, and then it can make you feel very, um, I don't know, just lonely, right? You're like, oh, all these things are happening. Like, there's so many expectations as to how you're supposed to feel at this time of year, and it's it's yeah. I definitely think that it accelerates or amplifies kind of that feeling um, well, it does. a lot of times. It does. And I think, too, you know, a it lot of It could us... be, though. I do okay. need to say this. Go. Maybe you're feeling lonely because when you're Santa, you're telling all the parents that they should have kids, that they, they should get a puppy. Like maybe. <laughs> and then they're, they're alienating yourself. It's they possible. blacklisted me. I've been invited to zero Christmas parties so far. So, I mean, maybe that's why. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I interrupted. No, I actually, you could be onto something, but you know what? I'm still probably going to be Santa next year. It's the easiest outfit you could ever get. Anyway. Um, so 
but the other thing too, I know this happens to me, is that every year around this time, I like go back into my childhood and there's so much nostalgia for what Christmas was like. There was just this warm, fuzzy, cozy feeling. And no matter how the day went, it was just great. And whether you have kids or you don't have kids, it's like we're trying to replicate that idea, that feeling. Um, and it's it's impossible to do that. But it's this thing that we do. And when we were thinking back in our childhood, we're also thinking about all the family we were surrounded by. And I don't know yeah. about you, but I had like three Christmases with my mom's family with 25 people and my dad's family with yep. 25 people. You know, and and you would just go through the whole festivities and eat all the food. And then the uncles would all lay on the floor and fall asleep watching football and snore. And then the kids would be crazy. So anyway, my point is, if you don't have that in your life anymore, and I do not live near family, really, um, to be able to celebrate it that way and then give my child that same kind of experience, I feel lonely. And I freak yeah. out at the very last minute. So what what do you oh tell me what you're thinking here as I'm talking. You're kind of like, yeah, yeah, I'm getting that. Totally. Yeah. I'm feeling it. No, I totally I, I feel the same way. It's funny. I grew up around family and and I had a big family on my dad's side. And so there were seven brothers and sisters. And so I think close to 20 cousins, you know. And so I tell my kids all the time, oh, well, back when mommy was growing up, you know, well, there are so many kids and you don't even know, you know, and, and it's, uh, I do miss that sometimes, but you know, it's, it's, there's also, I wouldn't have had the same opportunities, you know, um, had I stayed in my small farm town in Kansas. So, you know, there's the trade-offs I think that, that you have, but, you know, as you and I, I think we're looking at this. Um, this topic, you know, not only is it just the holidays that can create a sense of loneliness, but I think in general, um, in general, people want to belong, right? They're like, how do I belong? How do I feel a part of something? You know, and I do think that's even part of why, um, you know, the community surrounding Skirt Sports, the community surrounding Zuma, She Runs This Town, all these comp- all these companies that we brought together under Be Inspired Brands, they exist because women want a place to belong. You know, they want to feel like they belong. But what I really thought was interesting, and I know we're going to talk about this um, in in the today's episode, is like there's actual research on belonging and some ways that you can um, kind of help yourself feel like you belong, you know, Um and I think that's fascinating. And and I'm hoping maybe it's helpful to some of you listening um, on the podcast right now. If you are struggling with that kind of where do I belong? How do I fit in? Feel. Yes. You know, and it's funny. It's, the topic is about how do we find our place? How do we how do we satiate that craving to belong? Um, but in order to think about it that way. We also have to think about those times that we have felt lonely or like a lone wolf or like we didn't fit in. So I think what's cool is that we both have been involved or are involved with with big organizations that are based around people coming together with shared interests. 
And I think that's one of the first things to talk about is often you might look at a group of people and go, they look cool. I want to be a part of that. But if you actually dig in to what ties them together, what their core beliefs are, you may realize that you don't share those core beliefs. And so, you know, on this path to this, you know, finding your people, right? These are my people, right? You want to be able to look around and say that and link arms with a bunch of people. You need to really step back and think about what are your core beliefs today as you are right now? Yep. Well, and it's interesting when we, as we're talking about this, I think about, okay, well, I was surrounded growing up, right? I was surrounded by all these family members, right? So we had fun and it was great and we would connect and, you know, we pretty much like chase each other around and push each other and, you know. I ended up playing with the boys most of the time. Uh, no surprise. But to that point, um, I may have been surrounded by people, but on the inside, I didn't always felt, feel like I belonged because I didn't have the same core beliefs as my family. I didn't feel like I fit in. I always, I just felt very different all the time, right? And I think when we talk about core beliefs, there's two things to note. One is you kind of have to understand your core beliefs and surround yourself with people who support those. And you also have to look at your own core beliefs about yourself, right? Have you told yourself your whole life, I don't fit in, I don't belong, I am an outsider, you know, people don't get me like, I know I've done this. It's funny, I've talked to my daughter about it, too, because I think there's a sort of like hereditary piece of kind of always creating a wall between myself and others so that they can't reject me first, they can't hurt my feelings first um, kind of a thing. And so it's easier to tell myself that story that I don't fit in and that people don't get me um, in, I think, some ways of a protection. So anyway, so I think there's that those two sides of examining your core beliefs um, and and how they relate to what how, how you're feeling and how you feel like you belong. So. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I love that. And, you know, the whole underlying message of this is that your beliefs, who who you are constantly changes and shifts and your beliefs that that you, you know, strongly believed in <laughs> when you were 15 years old are going to be pretty different than they are now. And the groups of people that you're going to be attracted to, your tribes are probably going to look a little bit different. And so yeah. it is always a good time to step back and challenge your core beliefs. Write down what you think they are. Like if you're thinking from a business perspective, you might just be like, what are my core values? I mean, it's pretty similar, right? Beliefs and values, very, very similar. So if you want to break it down into like words that mean something to you, it's a great way to start. Don't you think? Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Um, well, and I think then there's another way that you can kind of um, circumvent this feeling of not belonging or or if you're looking to belong. Um, another one of the ways that you can do that, Nicole, is when you practice unconditional self-acceptance. Right? Yes. Do we even know how to do that? Do you know how to do that? <laughs> you know, I I think I do know how to do it, but I don't always do it. Right. 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 You know, we're, yeah, that's a we're, good point. I think yeah. we get it in concept, right? Oh, yeah, I know what it's like, but 
but then we don't actually love ourselves well, as much as we should or accept, and, you know, whatever's happening. I think that's really normal, too. And often in relationships, you can start to second guess your, you know, who you are, why you do the things you do, because you start to think about how your partner might react to something you do. Yeah. Maybe this is, you know, not a super healthy way to be in a relationship, but this is kind of a natural thing that happens as well. And so you can go, gosh, maybe I shouldn't be putting the forks in time down. I should be putting them in the dishwasher time up. You know, this is a very bad example because that's not actually who I like, is this a real life example? Because <laughs> I unconditionally accept how you put your forks in the dishwasher. Just, you know, I, yeah, actually, no, my dad mentioned that the other day. I was like, what? Where'd you read that? He said you should put the tines up because he read about it. And I said, well, when you put the tines up, you stab yourself when you like. That is true. Your hand in that there. So true. I don't know the right answer to that one. But, you know, there's so many better examples to look at. Um and at the at the same rate, how do you get back to accepting yourself when you start to go into that conflict mode? That's the right. real trick here. Do you have any suggestions for people? You know, I think um, in general, as human beings, we are wired to like our brains kind of don't ever stop. I think I remember talking to Jeff Galloway about this. He called it the monkey brain. Um, and then it just kind of like goes, right? And even, and we talked about it in regards to running because he's like, when you're running and then your monkey brain turns on and it's like, we must stop. Everything hurts. I can't breathe. Like, you know, it's this idea of overcoming the monkey brain. I think it's important to recognize that there is an ongoing chatter that's going to remain in our heads, you know? And I, I mean, I've tried meditation and yoga. I mean, I can't make it stop, right? But... Um, one thing that I have been able to do is, you know, I used to think that any thought that entered my head was real. You know, like if I thought it, it was real. I remember talking to my therapist about I was was like 25 and she's like, well, just because you think it doesn't mean that that's reality. And I was like, I mean, it seems silly to say it out loud. Right. But I'm like, whoa, what a deep concept. Like, oh, just because I think it doesn't mean it's real. And, and it's, but it's true, right? Just because your brain says it, you're unloved. You don't belong. People don't like you. Like, it doesn't mean that's really what's happening. And I think that's the key is kind of allowing yourself to have the thoughts that you're going to have, not judging yourself for the thoughts that you're going to have. And then, you know, just kind of being okay with what's happening. You know, and if you're feeling, you know, one thing that I've learned too to trust my gut is um, if I'm feeling, if I'm in a situation where I feel unloved, un unseen, like uncomfortable, it's actually not me. It's the people around me. And I have places where I feel safe and comfortable. So I go to those places. And then I know when I'm in those uncomfortable, unsafe places, I can go, oh, this isn't me because they don't like me and they don't, I don't fit in. It's, it's the situation, right? And when I leave the situation, I'll feel different kind of a thing. Like, I don't, I don't know if I'm making any sense at all. But for me, those are some of the, the things I've learned as I've had to, you know, try to accept myself, right? And, and um, manage that. 
Well, I think it actually leads into another point we wanted to make. There's basically like four points we wanted to cover in this episode about helping people, you know, who are seeking belonging to find it. Yeah. Um, and that is that we often what what makes us not accept ourselves a lot of the time is that we often think that we need to be one thing when in yes. fact we are multifaceted. And so we think in terms of or, right? Like yeah. it's so I am, true. I'm a wife or I'm a working person or I'm an athlete or I'm a parent when in fact you are all of those things. And so making room in your life for the word and instead of or can really yeah. help you, I think, just uh, expand your horizons. Yeah. It's so true. And even your feelings can be con conflicting, right? So they're not, I feel angry or happy. Like you could actually feel angry and happy at the same time. You know, you could, um, I don't know, not feel, I know with my kids sometimes, right? Sometimes I'm like, I feel frustrated and filled with love, you know, those kinds of things. And it's like, and we do, especially I want to say at this time of year with the holidays, you feel like, well, I should be all these things. I should be all the things, right? Because the commercials show you, you know, everyone dancing in snow and having a good, good time. You know what I do love, though? I love YouTube because it's YouTube is not filled. If on one hand, Hallmark shows me the woman dancing, you know, in the beautiful coat with the snow coming down and having a great time. And then on YouTube, I see the woman who is uh, walks out of her door and hits the ice. And you know, the ones that are like yeah. almost falling down for like a minute. <laughs> I do love that. So um, I'm sorry, I lost my point because I made myself giggle with that. <laughs> I honestly, I don't even know. It was just like a fun little journey down like reality lane. Well, um, I think I was saying, oh, that's what I was saying. Okay. The um the idea that um you know that we're supposed to we're supposed to be feeling X way, right? Except we don't. And so that can be very confusing, you know, especially during this time of a year, you know, where I love the holidays, but I'm also like exhausted and, you know, worn out. Um, kind of and I don't want to see my family anymore, kind of a thing. You know, it can be all of those those things. So yeah, I think it's important to make room for and instead of just or. Um Well, and I, you know what's cool? is that a lot of things are cool today. Apparently, we keep saying it's cool. Um, it's very cool to think about what, how you feel when you find your people, your tribe, yeah. your community. You don't feel like uh, you feel accepted, right? Yeah. So that you helps know. your self-acceptance. You feel like you can be all the things you are and not have to apologize. So that helps make room for and, right? And you don't have to be one thing or the other. And um, and you you feel safe because you know that the other people who you're connecting with share your same core values. And that's really great. And I agree. I think the fourth point we wanted to hit on is a way that you can start to explore some tribes. And that is that we often 
put ourselves last in regards to keeping up, maintaining, or at times actively healing ourselves, both physically and emotionally. And so say you decide, I really want to work on my health this year. And I really want to do something like a 5K or a run, a running race or something like that that just gives me a goal and lets me go out and do it. Well, that's healing yourself. And you need, and the best way to prioritize that and make yourself do it and get out there and, you know, put that goal to paper is to find a group or a community to do it with. So. Once you say it's time for me to focus more on me, you prioritize yourself, you put your healing first. And if it, in many cases, there are opportunities for you to find a community of people to connect with to get you to your goal. And it, guess what? They may become your tribe and you may feel that sense of belonging that you've yeah. been craving, didn't even realize it. It's so true. I think when you have experiences with people, you know, um, it really bonds you and connects you in a number of ways. Well, and I think one thing uh, we want to mention, too, in the kind of this idea of prioritizing your own healing. Um, there are a lot of women listening here and a lot of women within our communities and our tribes that have experienced a lot of trauma um, and a I would say even abuse, you know, um, within our family structures as we were growing up um, in whatever, whatever form that came in, you know, and it's not fun or sexy to talk. Nobody wants to talk about trauma and abuse, right? But it's, it's a real thing. And when you're talking about the sense of belonging, a lot of times when you've been through trauma, deep trauma in your life, it is difficult to belong. You know, it is difficult to um, to feel that you belong and that you're not outside of everything else. And I think that's where it's key to prioritize this healing of yourself, because if you really do want to feel like you belong, you have to make sure that your inner self is also been, it's also been healed, right? And that's like, we say that, but it's like, how do you actually, how do you go about doing that? Um and I know that there's not a prescribed path for everyone, um, but I do think it's important that you acknowledge it or talk about trauma if you've had it. Um, and it, it is possible to heal from it. I know I've done it. I, I've a number of my friends have, when they prioritize that work, you know, been able to heal from uh, some of the trauma in their past. So I think that's important to note as well. It's It's how are you healing yourself? And then if you want to feel like you belong, you know, if it sucked growing up when you had your holidays, it, you know, then when you hit the holiday season, <laughs> the holiday season, it's not a good time. And if you haven't healed from that, all you're doing is triggering yourself yeah. Yeah. left and right, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, when you go, when you can heal those experiences and those feelings um, as you move forward through your life, I think that that changes it. So, and Nicole, I think we should recap our four, our four pillars, our four keys to, um, yes. to kind of, if you're struggling with that feeling, a sense of belonging. So number one is challenging your core beliefs, challenging your core beliefs about yourself, right? Do I belong? Do I fit in? But then also finding groups that match your core beliefs so that it does feel that you belong. Yes. Right. You keep rolling. 
Okay, good. Uh, and then number two, practicing um, this idea of unconditional self-acceptance, um, accepting yourself no matter what, managing that self-talk. Um, number three, making room for and. So instead of just or, what are all the things that you can be? Um, and then finally, prioritize healing yourself emotionally, um, but then also physically. You know, I know that's you as well, Nicole, as you've really had to put your health first, um, especially this past year, because if your if your body wasn't healed, you couldn't do all the other, you couldn't do or be the Nicole that you wanted to be, you know? So I think there's both an emotional and a physical piece to that. So I hope you guys. Wait, there's one more thing. Oh, there's one more. No, there's not another point. It's just an underlying message in that it's not easy to find your people. Um, It does take work and really it, it takes being open and an ability to put yourself out there. It's easy for us to say, like, go find a group and then just like get in it. But it's hard to do that. And we recognize that it's hard to do that. But sometimes that's what it takes. And Sarah, when you mentioned like my back surgery, honestly, I found this Facebook group with 10,000 people who have had spondylolisthesis and were in and out of surgery. And I would be posting on there. Sometimes these groups are actually uh, temporary, too. They fill the need that you have at the time. But what all of this does is it helps us feel less alone. And when even when you talk about trauma and healing, you know, the truth is you've had your own unique experience, but there are so many people who have been through things that might be similar or relatable that... When you find those groups and you feel safe in them, or even just a person or a few people, um, you will feel less alone. You will you will feel more grounded um, and you will get all of those beautiful endorphins and and come to love yourself even more when you when you really feel that sense of belonging. So that's my two cents. Well, I, and I love that because you're so right. I found over time in my life, um, I actually, all the the girls I play rugby with, you know, I've known them since I was in college and we all keep in touch. And over the pandemic, um, we started a group chat via text um, and really were able to like reconnect. And then we were all having like massive problems with, I don't, not problems, massive life changes. And we're able to support each other through those changes and came out with like a completely different level of connection than we'd ever had. Um, And those are women I've known for like 20 years, you know? So it's fascinating um, if you're listening to think about just because you don't have it now doesn't mean that it's, it's not coming or it can't be found, right? It's, it's keep, it's those, keep find, keep looking for, keep trying to find um, that, that group and showing up and giving part of yourself. I think it's important that you open up and you're vulnerable with other people as well, because that's how people feel connected to you and you then feel connected to them as well. Yes. So awesome way to put it. 
Way to go. All right. Well, guess what, everybody? If you really want to find a tribe that's easy, that will take you in right away, head over to skirtsports.com. Um, yes. Join in one of the many different Facebook groups that you are running for all kinds of cool things um, that connect all the different businesses you own. And use the code POD20 for 20% off skirt sports and momentum jewelry. They both make amazing holiday gifts. Sarah, anything else to add to that? No, thanks for listening. As always, uh, we're glad that you're here and that you belong with us. So have a wonderful holiday season and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Yoga Pants Podcast. As always, we'd love to hear from you. So please reach out with any comments, questions, and suggestions for future topics. Now grab those yoga pants, ladies. Get out there and get busy living your best life. See you next time.